Welcome to Relationships with Rob. I am your host, an award-winning author, serial entrepreneur, and your virtual relationship coach. Each week, we are bringing you people who inspire me to live my best life, and we are going to take the plunge and look for clues so that we can have successful relationships too. I truly believe relationships mean the most to us, and we all have different reasons why. So let's get to the bottom of it. And if you're going through something right now, this show will help give you the tools necessary to break through your own paradigms, lead with your best foot forward, and to never, ever give up hope. Let's get it. All right, what is up, my beautiful people? Happy Monday. I'm coming to you on Civic Holiday over here in Canada. It was basically a holiday that was created so that we can have a holiday in in each and every month. (laughs) And August was lacking as if there wasn't already so many parties and events going on already. And then Carabana Weekend just ended. Veld Music Festival just ended. OVO Fest has its last day today. So it's quite an eventful weekend already. I don't know why we need another holiday, but regardless, that's what we do here. Shout out to my boy who just had his first child. It was his son who I saw yesterday. And man... It feels good to hold a newborn baby. It's amazing how precious they are. They're so, so damn innocent. And they have no idea yet what the world has yet to offer. But all I know is that they were in the womb for so damn long. And now they get to experience life. So it's truly a joyous moment. Wishing them all the best as they embark on that new journey together. And today's guest has been through all that and more. As he's been raising his own children post-divorce and navigating those waters. And I see him as the habits and rituals guy. He's a, he's a high-performance executive coach. I'm always asking him his routine so that I can get a glimpse of what to make of my own life. And Jesus has been on the show already. So I'll link those up so you can go back and listen to his backstory. I'm not going to mention anything about it now. But today is just another episode of Kicking It, where we talk about anything and everything. And boy, do we dive in. I just want to take a moment, however, to welcome our new listeners. If this is your first time tuning in, I warmly welcome you. This is the show where we learn how to navigate our interpersonal relationships, dating, heartbreak, and pretty much everything in between. So take a moment right now to subscribe to the show. We are putting out two episodes a week. Every Monday is a new interview and Fridays are solos right now. And you'll get automatic updates and all that jazz so you don't have to search for another episode ever again. So go do that right now wherever you're listening to this, either on the iTunes app, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. I'm all over. And it helped me out a lot if you can leave a review for the show. And that is all I ask of you. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. All right, we are live. Welcome back to the show. We're doing it differently here today. This is a segment called Kicking It, and it's where I interview my past guests and not really an interview per se, but it's just really just a conversation. It's like two friends kind of coming together, chatting, talking about life. And I hope you guys dig this segment because I definitely love recording these, not only because it's easier for me to edit, but it's also just a way to showcase our personal life and our and our personal dynamics and you know beyond entrepreneurship and beyond being business owners and coaching and speaking and writing books and all that other stuff. So Hey Zeus, man, I'm super excited to have you on the show again. This is uh, another time you've been gracing us with your presence, and I always love your opinions on certain matters. So I'm, I'm happy to have this conversation with you. Yeah, looking forward to it. I've been uh, looking forward to catching up with you and hearing how things are going with relationships with Rob and all the fun things you've got going on. And uh, been- first off, got to congratulate you guys up in Toronto for your NBA first and championship win. Thank you. That was definitely a surreal experience for me. I mean, I'm a huge, huge basketball fan, and I'm, I'm sure like you're from Texas, so you understand like uh, Kawhi's story there and how he uh, had stopped um, Miami's three-peat and, and won a championship with San Antonio, and then he's got the opportunity to come here and stop Golden State's three-peat. And so like the storyline on top of me just loving basketball and Toronto Raptors being in the finals it was just an unreal surreal experience and i couldn't i couldn't i can't put words like i, I think the, the city is still kind of coming down off that high still like we're still relishing in the fact that we did that so thanks for for bringing that up man like it, it really does mean a lot to me because um yeah basketball has just been a, a huge a huge i guess thing for me in my life for sure do you follow basketball a lot or yeah we, we follow it i mean I've got my two boys are playing basketball a lot. So we, we, it's, it's a conversation piece that we get to have together and, 
and get to sit at countless basketball courts for practices and games. Nice. Who are their, uh, who are their favorite teams? Or? Yeah, we were following. So we're having a little bit of lag. Who, who are some of their favorite teams and players that your sons like to follow? Yeah, they're more um, players than teams. It seems that I think with the fantasy um, games and things like that, that changes a lot. But I mean, it, they, my youngest son, his favorite team is Golden State. Although I think he switched allegiances to, to, to Toronto this uh, <laughs> last month. <laughs> and uh, uh, but some of their players, Steve Adams, uh, Steph Curry, Kawhi, of course, because he's just such a beast. Mm. Uh, and uh the, you know uh, westbrook but that that's that's some of the players they like nice how about you what's your favorite uh who, who are your favorite ballers i would say my favorite steph curry just love the little little guy mentality and you know even though he's a fierce competitor he just seems like he's having fun and i think it's also because my dad can't stand the fact that he has his mouth guard out almost the time he's playing <laughs> It is it is quite distracting. I for sure feel your dad your dad on that one because it's it's distracting. I mean, I'm like, dude, just keep it in your mouth, man. What is up with that? But that's part of his branding. It's part of his imaging. So I'm pretty sure that's why he does it all the time. But yeah, no, well, I, I, stuff I think he's not even aware of doing it. Yeah, it's just like a subconscious thing that he's just. It's just a habit of his, a habit of ritual. But you know, speaking of habits and rituals, man, um, I'm curious. What are some habits and rituals that you have in your life that you're just like? Not, not, not necessarily non-negotiable, right? Not necessarily like you have to be so super strict on it, but like what are some things that you work on in your life that you're like, I need to do this? Like it's something that I need to do. Well, I mean, probably my most important, as you, as you know, we talked about last time, you know, with me being a single dad and the boys with me pretty much full time is just trying to make sure every single day I have a conversation with each of them. Um, you know, it's, it's something that's easy not to do. Um, but it's so important to do. And, and it doesn't even matter if it's two minutes or an hour, it's just making sure that we have conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing for me, but for me personally, it's, and it sounds silly, we, you know, we read all about it, but it's that moment of gratitude, you know, because it really can change your perspective on life if you just daily have moments of what am I grateful for? And sometimes, you know, you're, you're just grateful that you woke up and you're still breathing. Um, and other times it's, it's, it's huge things, but that's, I try and do that every morning and, and well, I, I do it every morning and I try and do it every night before I go to bed. Mm. Love it. What are some of the conversations that you've had recently with uh, your sons and, and like what kind of topics do you usually talk about? It, it can be so random. Uh, I was, I was laughing and uh, telling someone this morning, one of my clients that last night, uh, we had a conversation about uh, uh, Trump and uh, Obama. <laughs> and, you know, the, the area we come from, um, I mean, even though we're in Texas, so they're heavily Republican, uh, and, you know, most of the votes went for Trump uh, in, in our area. It's a, a wealthy area outside of Dallas, and they, uh, most of the kids hate Trump. Mm. And... My, so he was telling me this and I was, I said, well, what do you think? And he was, he was like, well, I think he's done some good things as president. I don't really like him as a person and some of the things that he pops off on and, and says, but some of the things he's done for the country that people don't acknowledge or don't get a lot of uh, news time have been some, you know, some good things as president. But, and, the, and then he's like, then there's Obama that everyone loves and, you know, I don't know if it's because, you know, the precedent he set being elected and using social media and the first black president and things like that, or if it's, it was his policies. And I said, well, I'm, you know, so we're talking, and he's like, it seems like we need to break this two-party policy. I'm like, where is this stuff coming from? That's crazy. <laughs> you know, he's just 14, but, you know, so much in there that he's talking about and, I was just glad he, he was examining different topics. But, and then other times, you know, we, we can just be talking about basketball uh, and, and crazy stuff. And, and 
I think it's just relating, right? Like it's it's trying to be re- relevant to you know what's going on in their lives and and whatever what have you. Because I mean, for me, I never my parents never talked about politics with me. I I never had those conversations with them. So it's interesting to hear that you guys actually talk about certain things like that. But it can go from politics, but also can be something uh, as simple as basketball. So it's awesome. Yeah, and and I think and I think it's something that we all need as people is too often we don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we may talk a lot, but is someone truly listening to you? Is someone listen, hearing your message, no matter what that message is? Um, I mean, it was like we were at this uh, uh, Vietnamese shop, restaurant. We were getting some food, and right next to it was this uh, thing called Red Mountain Weight Loss. And two people were closing up. One was the owner hopping into their Mercedes and the other one was hopping into an SUV Mercedes. And I said, it's amazing. I bet they make an absolute killing in there. And he's like, well, why would you say that? I said, well, the first month is like $585 and then it's like three or $400 every month after. And he goes, I find it so stupid that people would spend that much money on weight loss when Weight loss is simple. <laughs> you know, he's like, they that's want a quick true. cure, but they don't want to do the they don't want to do the work that's needed. And it was just insightful. And and that that was one of the things that, you know. Too often we're thinking about what we're wanting to say next, as opposed to listening to what's truly being said. For sure. Um, that's been a principle of mine in relationships to be a little bit more intentional with that um, intentional, uh, intentional listening, intentional communication, where it's like um, giving space for the person, letting them voice whatever it is, opinions that they have, because, yeah, like you said, some, some of us, we just we, we're listening, but we're trying to rebuttal. We're trying to say something back as opposed to like hearing what the other person has to say. Um, I've definitely, I've definitely had to work through that. Cause I, I mean, men are really good at this. Like we're good at zoning out, <laughs> like when, especially when women or whoever, like <laughs> our mothers are talking to us or whatever, like we're, you know, we're so, we're so like inept to, I guess, like, you know, tune out, so, so to say, but so that's such a valuable lesson, uh, you know, not just for men, but for women too, I think. Oh, absolutely. And it's easy not to listen, but I, I, I truly believe it's, it's the core of, our anxious and depressed society, you know, for so many people, they just don't think anyone's listening to them. Yeah, that's awesome. So what are, the, what are some other things uh, that you incorporate, you know, outside of parenting? Like, what do you do for yourself um, in terms of like rituals, habits, routines? Like, what, what is it that you that you're more or less um, trying to do every day? Uh, some of the things I try and do every day, I mean, obviously some, you know, some form of exercise every day, whether it's um, really, hard, it's not hardcore, but, you know, whether it's walking with a dog two or three times a day, getting them, getting out with them, um, stopping long enough to, uh, you know, give the dog the love they want. Uh, we, we, we recently got a, a new dog, he's 13 month old uh, pointer. And he looks like the the dog spot, <laughs> you know. He's got the big black eye and all white skin, and That's he's cute. just the gentlest dog I've ever had. And you know, giving him that love from exercise, reading every day is something that's important to me. It's simple, um, and it, it, but you know, getting thirty minutes of reading or listening to a book or something like that—that's always important. Uh, to me, and then it's just the disciplines of work, setting the goals out, and and what do I need to achieve and accomplish that day f- for my work to get it done and, and get the business uh, where it needs to be. Um, and you know, my, some of those habits are uh, on the social media side. I do a lot, a lot of my marketing with uh, LinkedIn and making connections and uh, real connections with people, new conversations, mm. um, a lot of Zoom meetings. Uh, just and, and, and really at first it's just to get to know someone new and find out what they're doing is there anything we can do together can we collaborate can we do business can mm-hmm. you know can I be of service to them and coaching them and growing their business or uh, there's ways we can do some other uh, 
things together. Like I just got off a call with a, a lady uh, that does uh, leadership coaching and mind coaching in, uh, she, she was in Maui, but we were able to hop on a Zoom call with her oh, having the that. ocean behind her. Yeah, I freaking love that. And, you know, uh, you just mentioned something so important there is learning something new about someone new. And a lot of people are afraid to, I guess, diversify their connections or make new ones or outreach and other people. And I think that's such a, a gold, gold statement there that you made. Yeah, it, I, the thing I like about it, and, and it's, it's so sick to me, we were, we were having this conversation, she, this lady, she's a runner, and uh, you know, I, I was laughing that she hadn't been training and she hopped out of bed one morning and decided to go run a marathon. Um, and I'm like, you don't just hop out of the bed and go run a marathon. I mean, I, I couldn't do it, but <laughs> she does that training, you know, regular running. And when, just like with exercise, when, once you've done it, you always feel better. When you have a new conversation with a new person that can bring value to your life and or you the same to them, you always feel better too. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard sometimes to initiate to do get started um, but you know it's you know someone says hey read just read 30 minutes a day how many books will you've read at the end of the year you know it's pl- plenty if you made one new connection five days a week how many new people do you know at the end of the year you know you, you've added 250 connections to your life yeah uh, it, it sounds silly but wouldn't you have in there found 20 new clients or uh, associates or colleagues that you can do something with or, or just something like that or just a friendship or relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's that it's, it's not trying to hit the home run. It's, it's playing as, as I jokingly say with baseball, it's playing small ball. It's getting singles. It's, mm-hmm. it's, consistently doing the work that you all of a sudden, when you get to the end, you've won the game of life. Freaking gold, man. Gold. Uh, I don't know what to say. You've left me speechless. That doesn't usually happen. Uh, I always have something to say, but no, dude, you're, you're hitting me. You're hitting me and you're talking to me for sure. Um, you're, you're uh, a cook. You love to chef it up. I see you've been, you've been making some concoctions and posting them on online. So what's your go-to meal that you've been making right now? Uh, well, it depends on who the audience is, but, uh, I love Thai cuisine. Uh, so I'm always playing around with Thai cuisine. Um, and that's, that's from my youth, uh, living most of my twenties in Australia. There's so much Asian influence there, uh, that, you know, I got to try authentic, uh, Malaysian food, Thai food, Chinese food, all kinds of great meals. So I always, that's, that's a go-to. And then of course the, the staple is a good filet. Yeah. A nice steak. I seen, I seen you posting those nice cross hatching, a little bit of asparagus, potatoes. Yeah. I see that. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you could, if you could like, um, I guess, so to say, um, give a shed a little light on, uh, like your, I guess like, okay, you're single dad, right. You, you mentioned. And, and so yeah. when you're, when you're constantly, I guess, you know, in your business or then you get kind of pulled through the parenting side of things and stuff like that. Like, um, like how, how is it, what is this, what's so important for you to, I guess, protect your own energy so that you're not bleeding into your kid's life or you're not bleeding into like your, uh, your business or anything like that. What's like super important for you to, I guess, be mindful of. Um, I think I'll go through a conversation I had with a client this morning and it's, it's, it's knowing you can't do it all first. And the hardest thing to do is, is to make sure you have the time to set what your priorities are Mm. Um, because you've got to go off that priority sheet to know what has to be done because some things just have to be done in business and as, as in parenting and things like that. And what doesn't have to be done? And uh, my older boys would would kill me if they saw what happens with the, their their younger brothers now, just because 
I felt I used to have to micromanage so many things as a parent. You didn't want to mess it up. And then sometimes now it's just like, man, if that's the worst thing he does, it's pretty good. Um, and so it's the priorities, but it's also looking at the flip side. Are there things I need to give up in my life? Or are there things that I'm tolerating that I don't need to be tolerating? Because toleration just creates frustration and, and the negative energy. And, and if there are, and, and, and that's relationships, that's actions by the people, um, that's things that I'm doing, not doing. Um, I, I look at that and say, okay, because I've got to preserve my energy because I can only do so much. Um, and and, the, and then the, I guess the next big thing is being willing to ask for help. Uh, not something I'm great at, um, but time to time I'll you know reach out and say, hey, I need a break. Can you, yeah. do you mind take, picking up Alex to go to basketball practice? Cause you know, like right now, every night of the week, Monday through Friday, Matthew or Alex has basketball practice or game. And so we're at a basketball court typically from six till about nine or 10 o'clock every night, um, which awesome. is exhausting. But, but that's awesome. I think, you know, it's, it's definitely trying your, it's, it's stretching a new part of your brain, I guess, so to say. It's, it's, it's exercising a, a different area of your, your life that you're not necessarily accustomed to, I guess. Yes. Yeah, it, 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 it certainly is. And then, so I've had to learn how to do things, um, you know, that I wouldn't have done in the past, you know, because I've always actively coached my boys. And now in this instance, I'm not coaching all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like today, Matthew, uh, asked me, Hey dad, is there, cause he had a game last night. He's like, do you think there's going to, you're going to have a chance tomorrow where we can go practice layups uh, and rebounding for an hour. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know, but we may have to double, maybe we can double up at Alex's practice and you and I can do those things. And he's practicing with his team. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, well, we'll do that. <laughs> And yeah, you know, the reason why I ask you is because, you know, the, the divorced dads, uh, they're obviously, you know, single fathers now. And it's, it's just another name for them, I guess, so to say. But it's the reason why I ask you that is because, you know, you see some of the, the gripes and some of the, the things in the group. And I appreciate how, how active you are in there. You're always chiming in and, you know, giving your two cents when, when you can. And I appreciate that. But yeah, it's important, I think, you know, as a father, uh, you know, managing or navigating this kind of road to really do the introspection work, right? And try to see uh, where their own life is limiting them from being the father or being the businessman or being the, the husband, the future husband or whatever that they're destined to be. And I always love your opinions on that. So um, is, there any, is there ever anything someone hasn't asked you yet that you'd like to share in terms of that focus? What, to me, the biggest, the biggest thing that we have to focus on in that area that um, I don't think we discuss a lot is realizing that it's just putting one foot in front of the other. The, the philosophy of how do you eat an elephant is, you know, one bite at a time mm -hmm. um, and becoming, you know, hopefully it's not compatible, um, the co-parenting, but the reality is, is it is sometimes or sometimes you end up with non-participant and sometimes you end up with a great co-parent. Um, but I, I'll, the one piece of advice I always try and give is, and, and, and don't really share it that often is, is it in the best interest of the child? And it's easy to say that, mm. but it's hard to do. So are you gonna argue about meeting at a McDonald's or are you gonna argue about being 15 minutes late, or are you going to argue about uh, not switching weekends or something like that? I mean, you can, but is it in the best interest of the child, you know? And sometimes, you know, I didn't want to give up time, but it was better for my son to have time with his grandparents that were coming into town, uh, or was going to take him on a day trip somewhere or something like that, or it was time with his mom that he needs. And so that, that, that's how I try and look at it. And, and to me, that's the biggest um, step you can make because it's very easy to make the breakup about the two people that aren't in a relationship anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or still in a relationship with a parent with a child. 
Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that. I was just about to mention that. And, um, you know, despite you guys not working out anymore, it's, it's, it's still, um, I guess, common ground that you guys have to kind of navigate. But um, that's uh, it's great, great sage advice, sound advice for anybody listening in. Uh, curious, though, to your personal endeavors, um, I think what I always promote to other people is that we should all have our own individual hobbies and we should always have something that makes us happy and that fills up our own cup. So uh, what are some hobbies that you like to do? Is, is, do you like fishing? Do you like, uh, you know, I don't know, hunting? What is it that, uh, you know, kind of fires you up? Well, it's none of those, but although uh, I am intrigued by hunting, I just don't, haven't done it that much. Uh, no, cooking is definitely one. It's, to me, it's just so kind of meditative that I, yeah. I can, you know, can really decompress. Um, and the, the other one um, out of left field, though, is poker. Uh, love playing poker tournaments. It's nice. That's that's definitely a Texan thing because it came from there, right? Texas Hold'em. Yes. Yeah. So I enjoy it because it makes me think, and the importance of that is is it's calculating. It's fun. There's risks, but I don't really I don't like playing poker poker in as in, in cash poker. Um, although I mean it's still the same stimulation, but. To me, that's heavy gambling, or can be. Myself to read people, to do the math, and, and, and decide what, you know, when and where to uh, win or lose. And been fairly successful over the years. So cooking and poker, I love that. Um, we talked a little bit about cooking. Let's, let's talk about poker. Um, are you playing like friendly tournaments amongst uh, your friends at a, at a social event or are you going to like uh, these huge like fields of people where they're playing like, you know, hundreds, even thousands of people in this one tournament uh, and, and trying to vie for the title? What, what kind of structure are you playing? Casino tournaments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Home games, unless you're, unless you're playing higher stakes are typically uh, it, it takes all the math of poker out of it because some idiot's going to go all in or call a bet with a, you know, six, three offsuits and, and, and then get lucky or something like that. But yeah, um, run a runner straight or something. Exactly. Or they've been, um, and, and, and there's typically alcohol involved in those tournaments. So then you get crazier games going. Um, yeah, but so, so I, I prefer the, Tournaments I normally play are typically, you know, 150 to 250 people. Um, biggest one I played in was 1,200 people. What I don't know how highest? you get it. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, what was your highest cash so far? Like, what was the, the did you ever make it to the finals, final table? Yeah, you ever take yeah I've down? done several final tables. The, the, the best cash was about uh, 8,000. Nice. Damn. That's pretty good. What, what yeah, place finish with that? Uh, that that was a uh, first place. Oh, so you actually took one down? Damn. Yeah, there was no there was no title or anything like that, but it was is a weekly tournament up at the Windstar in Oklahoma. Yeah, and uh, took that took that one down, and then I got I've got a couple of seconds and a couple a couple of fourth and fifth, but yeah, that's it's fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have lots of stories about that. And I, you know, cause I, I used to play a lot of poker in my university years. So I didn't ever go to class. I was playing a lot of online poker and this is back in the day when uh, ultimate bet was around. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it was uh, Phil Helmius endorsed yeah, that yeah. site. Um, and uh, this is prior to black Friday. There was like a super account or whatever that was on ultimate bet that was just robbing everybody's money and da, 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 da. And that's when I converted to like a more live, uh, live poker. Um, I just, it's, it's online is fun. It has its, its dynamic or whatever, but you don't know who's cheating and you don't know who's got, uh, you know, like the software that can see your cards and things like that. But so, you know, I transitioned to a lot of, uh, live poker started off with cash games, but I love the tournament aspect of it. It was definitely, uh, you know, it's just, it's, so much more competitive i find because like 
um, you're, you're really trying to analyze and understand what the other person has and where he's coming from, like how he played it, how he, how he, how he like, you know, even the way to, to down to the way he bets his, his chips. Right. So um, what are some of your favorite tells that you can uh, share with us? Well, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's starting off. I mean, it's the three P's, right? I mean, it's pot position in person. Mm -hmm. um, where are you in the, what position are you in? How big is the pot? Is it worth splashing around or should you play tight? And then, you know, and then the person itself. And a lot of times they, they just change their habits and you can tell um, certain things, whether it's their breathing or the speed of their bet. Um, did they forget to look down at their cards when they've been looking every single time? Um, you know, it's just certain things that you look for. Are they breathing quicker? Or are their hands shaking? Do they put their chips in differently? Um, uh, it was. I was watching a high. I was watching a high stakes game last night, and uh, uh, every time the guy was um, bluffing or hoping to catch something, he put he would put his chips in differently. He would put them in quicker. Like just straight snap, and as opposed to when he had something, he was betting slowly and more methodical. Mm. Uh, it's you know it's just a bunch of little things like that, and then and reading and and do that, does their conversation stop? Do they put their hoodie back on or? Yeah, those are good. Those are good tips and tells. I'll share some of mine. I always look at uh, their pulse, like on their neck. And, and that shows how excited they are. You can see if they're really excited because their, their heart rate is just going like crazy. It's like you could see the vein trying to bust out of their neck. That's why I always try to wear hoodies or whenever I'm in a, a hand, I always try to cover my neck like this because uh, that's, it's a huge tell when you're excited about something. Um, you're either, it's, it's polarizing, you either have it or you don't. Um, one of the yeah. one of the other things that I like is um, watching people's uh, chips when they bet. Is it neat and organized? You know how some guys like do this elaborate, like like very like take the stack and <laughs> split it in half and then put it very neatly and then put when you know make a little triangular shape and they just neatly put it in, as opposed to guys who are just splashing it into the pot. Um, so one of the tells that I get from that is uh, you know people who are just splashing it in and and like you know, making the chips riffle towards the pot or towards you, they're on a draw. The people who actually neatly put their chips on, they actually have something that they're protecting. That's the, uh, the gist that I got from that. So this is awesome how we could talk about poker. This is, this is the first time I've ever uh, had anybody on this uh, show. And see, this is why we're doing Kicking It, because I would have never known this had I not asked. And, uh, no, this is awesome. <laughs> Um, we should probably get together one time and then play some poker together for sure. Um, not, not against each other, but like, I mean, at a, at a tournament or something like that, if I ever find myself. Oh, that'd be fun. Places. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Go because, play up in uh, Montreal. Yeah. The, there's a, oh, what's the place called? It's called, um, fun house, the playhouse or something like that. I don't know. There's a, there's an underground poker cream. It's not so much underground, but it's really popular here in Montreal. Um, uh, a buddy of mine actually just won the bad beat jackpot for like I think 20k or 30k or something like that and like that's like an unreal score you know what I mean playing playing like a 1-2 no limit game or like a 2-4 no limit game you're making 30k uh, on the back end there so oh my have you ever have you ever witnessed a bad beat have you ever been uh, on uh, the table while it happened well I, I can tell you I had a bad beat not too long ago um, Let's talk about that. Well, we were we were probably mid midway into the tournament where I think we were on like the eighth level, and uh, it was it was I mean it was thirty minute blinds, no forty five minute blinds. It was forty five minute blinds. So I chipped up pretty well, and uh, we were going in, and I had a ace. I was I was on a And so I, I ended up going in uh, all the chips, put, I shoved all in, and I got called. And the and the the, the uh, guy that beat me, you know, I, I made my ace high flush, 
thinking, okay, I'm great. Well, and, and it was three-way action on top of it. So I'm thinking, perfect. I mean, someone hits a full house, that's one thing. And he, he flips over uh, two kings, and it was runner, runner, king, king. Oh, brutal. <laughs> that is brutal. Yeah. So for a second, I thought I won. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I was like, I, I beat three of a kind, and but I don't beat. <laughs> Oh man, that is definitely painful. Uh, runner, runner quads is not something uh, I don't think I've ever experienced myself. Um, definitely seen it, but it's such a brutal way to go. It's actually really filthy. You almost have to like take a shower afterwards. You know what I mean? You feel so dirty. <laughs> oh yeah, and I remember one hand I watched. It was uh, quad kings over quad tens. <sighs> And they're, both of them are thinking they're good. Oh, yeah. They think they're trapping the other person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> both of them are thinking they're good. Uh, no, well, the 10s, obviously, is thinking he's super good. He's like, yes, does this guy have a full house? I'm so after him right now. Yeah. So um, <laughs> those are the worst. Those are, that, that, that one is actually pretty bad, too, man. It's funny that we laugh at those situations as poker players because, um, you know, we, we understand how how improbable those things are but then when we see it it's just like it's just uh it's just jaw dropping you know what i mean it's just like but yeah man i love the banter at the table i love uh you know sitting around a bunch of guys kind of like you know talking about whatever we want and then and then but still being competitive to each other and playing a game so love it there's so much a uh, psychology aspect to it not just like the numbers thing so it's cool man i never knew that about you that's awesome we can we can definitely connect there. Um, outside of poker, um, let's we'll, we'll just segue a little bit here. I mean, probably somebody listening in is like, "Oh my god, are they going to keep talking about poker?" Well, no. Um, I, I, we'll talk a little bit about something else. And um, you know, so is there anything that um, you know we through all, all of our conversations? Is there anything that I that you want people to know that you've never really mentioned before on the show? Or yeah, I guess. Um... One of the things that we can talk a little bit about is, and, and it, it part of it's with your audience is, uh, when someone wants to step out and, and start a business, uh, not knowing where to start uh, is, or they do go through a life-changing event of a, of a divorce and, and all of a sudden now money is, they need more money. Uh, they need to make something. So do they start a business? Do they start a, a side hustle? Do they, how do they do that? It's following your passion. But, you know, the, and, and also knowing it's so important to have some type of backup with your financials. You know, too many people start a business with no resources behind them. And if you don't have any, you can still do it. Let's, let's, let's get that. But if you have something behind, you can really build an amazing business. And, it, and, and what it comes down to is following what your passion is and making it marketable, you know, and doing something with that to grow and making it scalable. You know, so do you, and I'll give you an example. My, my sons, my two oldest sons are 25 and 21 uh, this month. And uh, one has a wire wrap business that he does uh, wire wrap jewelry uh, with different types of gems and stones in it and incredibly talented. Um, and my other son, he's been trying different, he's a skateboarder, um, but he, he decided two months ago to make pants. <laughs> you find him on Instagram, it's make uh, pants by Sam. And uh, he just makes custom pants. And, and we were talking talking about the business. I said, okay, what's your goal here? And, and he's like, I mean, do you want to make an extra five grand? Do you want to make an extra 10 grand? Do you want to make an extra hundred grand? Do you want to make a million? What is it? Because that determines what you need to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so he starts realizing he's like, I'm like, you know, cause let's say you, he, he sells the pants for like 60 or $70. And I said, okay, so you get your material, you got your labor, all of that. Someone's gonna have to do that. How many pairs of pants can you make a day? 
in your current setup. And, and, and I think what happens is a lot of people, and all of a sudden his brain starts churning. Okay, well, what am I doing here? I said, so it all starts back with when you start a business, come back, what's your goal? What's your end goal? And that determines, is it a side hustle? Is it a business? But there's so much freedom in business. I mean, there's a lot of struggle. Uh, there's a lot of hardships in there, but there's so much freedom because you get to determine, here's my goal. Here's what I got to do to get there. And then also to not get on too much here, but in business, you have to be willing to ask for help because you aren't perfect at everything. You can't do everything the best. So it's so important. And this is hard for a lot of men. Um, they don't like asking for help. And so you've got to ask for help. Is someone better at selling? Okay. Either you bring them in or you ask them to help you sell better. Uh, mm. Someone else is better at websites. Someone else is better at the social media and the writing and the graphics. Get the people, get the core actions that you need so that you can grow to where you need to as quickly as you can. And then of course, there's obviously got to be a demand for what you're, what you're selling. You can be, you can be passionate about typewriters all you want, but you're not going to sell any. Yeah, exactly. It's like an obsolete, obsolete dead and dying tool these days. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, understanding, I think understanding, but being logical reasoning about, about what it is that you're passionate about and what you're offering to the world. Is it adding value or is it detracting value? Because a typewriter, it's going to make someone lose their shit because it's going to take so long for them to actually finish something. But not only that, like backspacing on a typewriter, you got to get that, like, that, like, like the, uh, the what is it the white outer or whatever and then like i don't know it's just there's so much so much to it so um for sure oh, it, is. It, was, it was go ahead go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say it was really funny uh, a, a college age kid he just graduated he was uh at a client's office and he was asking and you know i, I was giving him some information that he could fill out the forms he was doing and he put an address in the wrong place and i was like uh, we can either reprint it or you can use whiteout. And and, I'm like, and then we, 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 I was like, where's the whiteout? It, and they gave it to me. And then we're, how do you use this? <laughs> <laughs> we, we had no idea. It took us both of us uh, some time to figure it out. It's like asking someone to send a fax these days that what's a fax machine? Yeah. You're absolutely right there, man. Uh, my, my question, actually, my follow-up question was that is that, you know, you work with a lot of people, you know, you work with a lot of clients, you know, what are some of the aha moments or the breakthroughs that they've told you once they've had coaching with you? Like, what's it like, um, you know, to actually get coaching from you and uh, what are some of the breakthroughs or ahas that, they're, they, that they've been really, you know, thanking you for and, and really just, uh, you know, being aware, being brought into the awareness because of you? It's a different set of eyes. Um, I think, that, I think, well, I don't think, I know my greatest gift is identifying low hanging fruit for clients and making that scalable for them. Um, it's seeing the opportunities that they can't see because they're too busy doing and being, being lucky enough to see so many successful businesses over the years uh, and work with so many successful entrepreneurs. Um, the key is seeing those opportunities and then being able to give them the belief in themselves that they can do it. Because the, the, the clients that I work with, one of the, one of the things I look for is, is this person driven? Is there um, product or service in demand? And do they work well with goals? If they do that, I can give them the tools and the information that I've been studying for you know almost three decades now that they can grow their business if I need to help them improve their sales. Um, I, I mean, this sounds silly, but I had a client, uh, she was an interior designer and she was super driven by her situation. She became a, a single parent again um, after a 26 year marriage. And so she had to take her business serious, but her personality was not to really talk with the clients it was, I mean, that sounds crazy, but let me get in and get out and do my job and I'll move on to the next one. She wasn't really social, getting to know anything about them. So one of her aha moments was 
that actually helped make her more money if she took time to be social with them. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a simple thing, but once I observed her in, in the way she was doing business, said, we got to add this in here. You got to start asking questions. So we had to create a questionnaire for her because it wasn't in her nature to find out more about them. And when she did that, all of a sudden her business, and it, there was more to it than this. Don't think that's the easiest part, but she took her business from 150,000 a year to 550,000 in less than 12 months Wow! by becoming social. That's, that's an amazing breakthrough for sure. I think, you know, introverted energy is great to a certain extent, but if you're not making these connections or having these conversations with people, what are, what, what, pathways are you opening what what doors are you opening up into your business so uh that, that's awesome awesome interior design i would assume you know you need to be social you need to be out there you need to be um you know elaborating on ideas that your client wants and having to not just take direction but you know also give feedback as well right yeah and, and she was great at that part of it but she she didn't make a deeper connection. And when she learned to make a deeper connection, um, the referrals flooded in, the size of the jobs grew. She was super talented and she was, and it wasn't so much about being an introvert for her. It was about being so driven, like, let's get the job done. Mm. You know, let's check this off the list. Yeah. Interesting, man. uh, We talked about so many things. This is awesome. What are we at now? The, we're just under an hour. Okay, perfect. So we'll wrap it up here soon. Um, Jesus, what's what's going on for you in the near future? What's uh, coming up for you in like the next month? Are you traveling? Are you doing anything exciting? What's going on? No, we we are fully committed to basketball right now, and uh, we'll we'll take a we'll take a weekend off and visit my parents down in Houston, and then we'll also uh, I think we'll take a week and just go hide out at the lake. Uh, but uh, we were talking about, uh, as far as travel, uh, we want to have our Thanksgiving week up in uh, D.C. and New York. Uh, my sons really want to see New York. They've never seen, been there. And uh, so we're thinking that would be a great time time of year. And I just love the magic of D.C. If, if, if it's a city you haven't visited, it's just such an, to me, it's just a magical city. Yeah, I haven't been out there yet. I just went to New York uh, a couple of weeks ago, met up with some Sogis, and that was a, an awesome, awesome experience. But DC, I've heard so much about. Uh, Boston's another one of those cities that I want to go check out as well, um, all along the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to get to Boston sometime. I haven't been there yet. I've been to New York, I've been to DC on the East Coast. That's probably the extent of my travels on the East Coast, but mm-hmm. uh, both. I mean, the energy of New York is phenomenal, but I don't know, it's just something about walking around the monuments and the different memorials that you can experience so many emotions. And DC is so multicultural, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I did, I did not realize it before I went the first time, so you know, probably about 10 years ago now, but so many, and, and, and it's weird, I don't know if uh, Canada is the same way. I've only been to certain parts of Canada, uh, mainly British Columbia and Vancouver areas. Um, but in the U.S., so much is chain-driven, like restaurants. It's so hard. You, you might think you find a mom-and-pop restaurant, and then you find out, oh, no, there's 20 of these restaurants, or there's 200 of them. Um, but in D.C., there's just so many little mom-and-pop restaurants and different things like that. You might find them. African cuisine one day and Greek the next day. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I love that whole aspect. Um, you know, chains have their purpose, but I mean, I, I, when I go travel, I'm more or less trying to see what the local people are doing, you know, like I don't want to just walk into a McDonald's and have a, have a meal inside of McDonald's. Like I know what McDonald's is, you know what I mean? I'm going to DC to see (laughs) what these mom and pop stores are offering. And you know, it's, 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 I, I definitely feel you on that one. So, um, yeah, it's cool, man. I wish you all the best on that. And I always love, you know, just chatting with you, man. Like we, 
like I said, we connect on so many levels and this poker thing and cooking, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely something we can talk about. So maybe you should make your way up to Toronto one time and we can hang out. We can actually, uh, uh, do some of that. So, Hey man, Canada's the water's warm. You should come on out. You should come on out. That water is not warm, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell someone from Texas that you've got warm water. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not. We were just talking about the Great Lakes and all that earlier. And yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not warm, but for sure. You got to come out, man. It's uh, Toronto's a great city. If you love Asian food, which you do, um, there's so much good Asian food out here. It's It's unreal, the type of quality that we get here. We're actually super blessed super blessed so yes we'll right, definitely have man. to plan that it'll be fun yes all right my man um that's all i have for you and you know anybody listening i'm gonna link up uh our old interview that we did and um if you guys are you know single dads or anybody know who's kind of like divorced dads me and jesus we hang out in uh the dads overcoming divorce uh private facebook group which we were talking about earlier. So come join the conversation if you like, but also get involved with uh, everything that Jesus is doing. He's got a business called Simple Momentum, which I love the, the concept behind that baby steps and, and riding that momentum. Um, so what else did I leave out, man? What else do you want to tell the audience or listeners? Yeah, just check out my face on page, oh, my face, uh, my page on Facebook, uh, Simple Momentum. <laughs> <laughs> or connect with me on uh, Facebook as well. At, uh, you can find me at Coach Jesus as uh, my profile page. Sweet. Okay, I'm going to link all that up in the show notes. You guys can uh, get connected. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Have fun. It was fun as always. Have a good day.